Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Ask Sherwin-Williams during the Shades of Summer sale July 28th through August 7th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. 
Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. All right, welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me, our pro wrestling podcast, is brought to us by the title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0. Of course, we're talking about Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, motorcycle, car, boating. If you're dealing with a personal injury, I send you to Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, where they're going to treat you like family. You could focus on making sure your health is getting back to where it should be, and they're focused on getting you the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, My pal is Joey Levin. He is here with us on a Saturday. Good morning, Joey. How are you? You doing okay? You feeling a little bit better? Feeling better. I hope I sound better. Yeah. Uh, but still not 100%, but we're there. We're getting there. Way better than last Sunday. Much I figured better. we could do this show today. We did last week on Sunday. We wanted to make sure that we got collision now collisions tonight but and collision's been a red hot show you know i did not expect now i I don't think i'm gonna be watching collision live tonight i don't know what i got going on but i will make sure that i watch collision like for instance i didn't watch rampage last night i have it saved on the dvr i don't really have a plan to watch rampage but i am going to did you, I mean, I, I figured, I, I didn't watch Rampage either, but I figured you would have watched Rampage. Was there a number one contender battle royal? Yes. Oh, okay, royal, so I gotta go a back ro- and watch that. Ro- I royal, royal Rampage. I think it was two rings, 20 men. Oh, okay. So they taped it after Dynamite, yeah, after Blood and Guts. Yeah. Okay, I, maybe I do gotta go, because I love Battle yeah. Royal. So maybe I, I know. do gotta I, go I back. Figured, figured, I figure we'd lead the show with that. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we can't because I haven't seen it. But yeah, I, I will watch Collision. Collision's been a surprisingly great show, but I didn't think we needed to watch Collision before we did today because, like last week, I wanted to see the finals, the Owen Hart tournament. I wanted to make sure we commented about that, which, of course, we know Ricky Starks won. And so I guess there'll be some continuation there tonight with Punk and 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 FTR, of course, who are on Collision now. And there's FTR involved in what we're going to talk about from Wednesday night, of course, the blind uh, eliminator tag team tournament, you know. So yeah, the I, only I really thing think... I know for sure tonight is um, House of Black versus the Acclaimed for the okay. trios title. Other I'm than that, I, I, haven't... <laughs> I was about to sneeze. I apologize. Um, um, I haven't seen anything else major announced. Okay, so, but I'm guessing yeah, we'll we'll get more on the Ricky Starks Punk stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll circle back to AEW. I, I think Dynamite had a lot of meat on the bone this week for us to talk about but and we're gonna have some fun today as well for instance obviously we're gonna talk about mjf and adam cole we're gonna do each of our top five oddball tag team combinations yeah odd couples yeah the best odd couples yeah so so we're gonna do that based off of mjf and adam cole and and that'll be fun to get to but let's let's start with wwe And you know what? Let's just start with SmackDown from last night. It's fresh on our minds here. And so they they open the show with the Fatal 4-Way, where the winner is going to compete against Santos Escobar, who won the Fatal 4-Way last week. And the winner of that next week on SmackDown is going to face Austin Theory for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. And obviously, 
LA Knight's going to win the fatal four-way, and then he's going to beat Santos Escobar, and then they're going to put the U.S. title on him in a stadium in Detroit at SummerSlam. And so, you know, and away we go. Strap a rocket to him. Let's put a belt on him, and let's do something here. And once again, Joey, I was so mad at the end of that match. Now, I guess that's a good thing where I'm invested enough in this character that I continue to get mad when he doesn't win. He can't win a big match, which I think is also, you got this fatal four-way, you got the the last big match he was in, uh, Money in the Bank. He obviously did not win the feud against Bray Wyatt. He He does not win big matches. But I guess that's a testament to how over he is, where if you can keep losing matches and you remain over, like, you're doing something right there, you know? So I found myself really mad again at the finish of the match, but more so because I don't understand what they're doing now. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I I think I do. Um, And also, the weird thing is, is, like, I understood him not winning money in the bank. I was I, fine with it. The, the weird thing is, is LA Knight, again, I'll keep saying this, been on it since NXT. Like, this guy, since he was in NXT, I didn't really know much about him before NXT, but once he got to NXT and I started watching him, I was like, this guy's, this is a star. This guy's a top guy. Push him, whatever. That being said, I think I'm the only person who's not, like, furious about this. And there's a couple reasons. One, this is WWE 101. This is what WWE does. They, they're going to make him lose to you, give up on it. And then he's going to win, and you're going to get the biggest pop in the history of pop. Like, this is the CM Punk strategy. This is the Daniel Bryan strategy. This, to a lesser extent, this was the Dolph strategy. You thought so Dolph you think it's going to win. A hundred percent. The guy is that good. Also, Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. They're not going to stop loving him. They might give up on the idea that he's ever going to get his push. And then right at that moment, WWE is going to push the shit out of him. And then he's going to be even bigger because of it. I don't, LA Knight doesn't need the U S title. And I understand this would have been really cool for him to win the fatal four way, then beat Santos and then beat theory. But really is that big enough for how big this guy is? Like, like, like for me, okay. He beats theory. And everybody would be love it because people hate theory. So it'd be there'd be half of it would be just that they hate theory, and half of it would be because LA Knight finally got his you know his big moment. Mm-hmm. How long has he been on the main roster? Like eight months, a year? Uh, not even like it hasn't been that long, right? And he is huge, but like he's so popular and he's so over that his moment should be Matt like bigger. It should be like main event level. So are we oh. talking about he's going to win the Royal Rumble? I, you know, I maybe like that's it's in possible. six months. It's possible. I still think, I still think there's a an LA Knight Logan Paul thing there that is meat left on the bone. Um, we and by the way, we now kind of know why LA Knight or why Logan and Ricochet are doing their thing because they're going to open SummerSlam. Yeah, it's gonna be um, awesome. Like I'm totally good with it. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I I didn't realize this. He, he Jake Paul is boxing Nate Diaz that night in Dallas, and Logan requested to open the show so he could do his match and fly down. Oh my to, to, god! To, to do the walkout with Jake Paul. Okay, so hold on. Let Let's think about the logistics here. 
so Yep. Okay, I mean that match is going to be a good twenty minutes at least. Yeah, twenty five. Maybe I don't know. They're going to be doing some crazy shit. It might be like 20, 15, 20 minutes. I okay. don't think they can go that. Let's long. say the match ends at eight twenty. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how far the airport is from the stadium, yeah, yeah. but let's sure say best case so. scenario wheels up nine fifteen. Best yeah. at fifty minutes after he ends his match. Match wheels up nine fifteen. Even private, it has to be a two and a half hour flight from the top of the country uh, to the bottom of the country. It has to be two hours and forty five minutes. Okay, two and a half hours private flight. So we're talking eleven forty five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if it. I mean, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz is the main event, so it's they're not going to fight until midnight at least is there a time difference there there's i think i think you actually yeah. gain an hour so he may be getting their 10 45 local time yeah but but everything you know time wise all the every event is based on east coast time so even if it's even if there's a time change the event oh you're say, right you're right yes 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 you're right you, you know what i mean so you're it doesn't right. matter if there's yeah, a time matter. change you're right you're right you're because right. they're still going to start it at the same time they're still so, going to start around 12 12 15 eastern so yeah i mean so like if they're playing like you're right you know like summer is going to start at eight eastern it's starting seven o'clock in Dallas, whatever right know, it doesn't so. matter it doesn't matter yeah. you're right it's actually right. i think two hours because i think yeah I, th- I think it's an hour i think it's an hour oh. um but anyways yeah i mean i mean that's yeah, kind of very close man i know i got off topic there because we're talking about LA night, but I just thought that was interesting. That um, is interesting. Yes. Yeah. I think it's interesting um, too. Well, so let me yeah. ask you here. Here's also where I'm confused. All right. Okay. If you're telling me you think there's a bigger picture with LA night, I'm here for it, man. But yeah. are you telling me he's not on the card at SummerSlam? Yeah. Well, so a lot of rumors started and I was going to put this in big dirt for today, but since we're talking about this topic, uh, there's been, there was a lot midday yesterday, a lot of, some some wrestling news outlet, I don't even know who it was, put out a report saying LA Knight's push will not start till after SummerSlam. I saw that. And so people immediately were like, all right, well, he's losing tonight and that's it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be on SummerSlam. Wow. I, I don't. I, I don't know what there is. Wow. There's nothing for him right now. There's nothing for him at SummerSlam. There's not unless okay, but somehow, so what is for him after SummerSlam? Unless they somehow insert him back into the U.S. title thing. I, I don't know. By the way, I don't even think the U.S. title is going to be on SummerSlam. I think, I think it's going to be the Friday night. I think it's going to be Ray and Santos, obviously next week for number one contender. Ray's going to win, I, right? I don't know. I think I, I think it could be Santos because the, the other rumor that was coming out yesterday was that WWE, and this has been a rumor for like two years. Um that they want a Hispanic champion on TV. Like they've been talking WWE. This has been a WWE rumor for as long as like, like for the last few years, it's like WWE wants to have a cha- a Hispanic champion to put on TV for the Hispanic market. But I don't know that it ever, it hasn't happened. So now at least one of them is going to be fighting for one. Um, I hope it's not Ray. I, I like, I, I like Ray. He's fine. I hope it's Santos. It makes way more sense for it to be Santos. Um, but also the other thing with, with these guys winning again, we're only like two months, three months removed from LWO being the hottest thing in all of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I know the LA night thing has rapidly picked up popularity, but LWO, 
how big are they have been huge for so long now mm-hmm. for the last yeah. for this year they've been one of the biggest things in wrestling so Man, I, don't I, I was it. i was annoyed though i just said mm. yeah it, but it, that's, it, that means they have you right where they want you. yeah it ends up being a good right? thing like as long as yeah. they're getting emotion out of me and it was strong emotion last night i was mad as long as they're getting emotion out of me like they're hitting the right spots but i and, and i guess they asked I, triple h after money in the bank about la night yeah you're right said, that's good, true good, good things come to those who wait yeah and he's not stupid he sees the crowd reactions it has to be like you, you got to eventually capitalize you got to eventually give the people they, they and they they and they always do the script is not this is not a new wwe trope right okay the, this is it's it's at least over the last decade this is how they've sort of built care these fans these massive fan favorites um are you uh are you a little hold dis- them down they hold them down they hold them down until you think god damn it vince or triple h or the powers that be are never going to get behind it because the crowd they're if the crowd likes it then they don't like it and they're going to prove that their storyline is right but then they always do it they just wait for the, the time that they think is right and they're usually right <laughs> are you right. a little bit disappointed that we didn't get a little bit of the backstory yesterday because WWE has been really good about this over the last year where they acknowledge the past, they acknowledge history. I wanted them to give me a little bit of LA Knight Cameron Grimes and, and how they, oh, they had yeah. a major feud I didn't even in really NXT. Think yeah. I think that's a good way to let people know a little bit about who Cameron Grimes is. I mean, look, Cameron Grimes, good wrestler. Cameron Grimes came out yesterday in SmackDown. The crowd went mild. Like they don't know anything about him. I thought that oh, yeah. would have been a fun little thing to, to revisit they battled for the million dollar yeah. championship. Big feud. Yeah. 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 I mean, Cameron Grimes, since, uh, I mean, already since his uh, introduction to the main roster, I have felt there's nothing there. He is a lifetime uh, mid card to low card squash guy. Like, it's, I mean, and he's, he was really good in NXT, but this happens a lot with NXT too, where there's just, it's pretty hit or miss, I think. Like, um, these guys have these gimmicks on NXT that the NXT crowd comes to know and love because they're always there. And then you come to the main roster and the gimmick is like the main, the main roster crowd is like, what, what's happening here? Who are these people? You know, and it, it seems to happen more often than it doesn't. And it feels like that's where we're headed with him. Uh, backstory or not, um, especially because they debuted him against Baron Corbin. And now Baron Corbin's gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Overall, it, it though. Good. Overall, though, I-, I thought SmackDown was a really strong show last night. You know, we had we had Charlotte versus EO Sky, which was fantastic. Uh, I think I think the best part of that match was Bailey's fine. You know, we were worried yeah. about Bailey oh, yeah, last right. week, and not even a limp. I mean, walking, no yeah. problem whatsoever. That happened at a house show, right? It happened at a house show in yeah. Maryland. For people that don't know, last week. And the referee, Jessica Carr, had to throw up the X sign. They stopped the match. It was a match between Bailey and I think Asuka. They had to stop the match. Bailey had to be helped to the back. She even showed a picture on Instagram after with a massive ice pack on her knee. You figured, holy shit, I hope she didn't blow out her knee. Yeah, it was uh, Asuka. Because Asuka like, rolled up on her. Or something. It was like an awkward transition or something like that. And she's on SmackDown last night. Totally fine. So yeah. it's like... Maybe she can't wrestle for a couple of weeks. Who knows? But she's fine. So yeah. that's awesome because you know 
there's major money in the bank plans involved with Bailey, where I think ultimately she's going to probably accidentally cost EO the money in the bank cash. In. That has yeah. to be where they're headed there. Yeah, so I'm just that glad way. that Bailey's okay. And they yeah. keep that story. And oh my God, she got, for me, she got the best laugh of the night. When she's sitting there with Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, who I think is really good on commentary, by the way. And yeah. she's sitting there with Michael Cole on commentary. And and she tells, I mean, she tells, you 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 drool because you drool in your sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> such a stupid thing to say. And it was so funny. I love whenever she's on commentary because yeah. her and Michael Cole, uh, her hatred of Michael Cole is so great. It's yeah. such a fun little thing. So how about yeah? And then how about the moment last night where uh Rhea yelled at Michael Cole and it like felt there was a genuine moment where it felt awkward on commentary, which is good. I, Cole's great. With I that. know you're like down on the usage of Rhea. I couldn't be more down on the usage of Rhea. Yeah, but like I'm I'm not with you there, man, because she's in she's yes, a valet. She's a valet. But she's involved in everything. And so is every valet. So is Paul Heyman. She's all over both shows. So is so is Paul Heyman. I mean, but, I'm but just you know saying what? like But let me ask you this. Is Rhea Star growing or diminishing? Diminishing. No, 100%. I don't think it's so. 110%. No. no she has become so. an a, an ancillary portion of Judgment Day. She is not she doesn't wrestle, she doesn't defend her title. She's literally just there to help Dom. That is a valet. That is by definition, that is a valet. I I think she is a major star. Major I, I mean, star. I think she should be a major star. I think, yes, she's a big star in the sense that they put a title on her. She's one of the top women in the company. She does nothing for her own character. There's nothing there. And there's nothing on the horizon. Well, like, I think part of see, I disagree with the doing nothing for her own character because everything they have her doing right now is making you hate her because not the valet part, but everything they have her doing is making you hate her because she's constantly cheating to help the rest of Judgment Day win matches. Like, I think there's been major character development with her. Yeah, as a valet. They they have developed her into the best valet, the best manager, the best whatever. She is a glorified manager right now. Like they introduced a new men's title. Seth Rollins, right? And the whole thing was we need a new title because the other title doesn't get defended. And this is the workhorse title. Mm -hmm. And then they took Rhea Ripley's title and they made it into the women's version of the Seth Rollins title. Right. And it's the exact opposite. Has she even defended it? Yeah. Against Natalia. Right. So once. Okay, mm-hmm. and we still don't know who she's going to defend it against. We assume Raquel, I think. Okay, meaningless, meaningless feud. She's going to win that feud. I don't Raquel think it's meaningless. Why is that meaningless? Raquel's because her size, man. That's true, but come on. I mean, Raquel's not winning that title. I no, I understand the timing of it. Raquel's not winning the title, but like Raquel was a badass in NXT. Yeah, Raquel should have. Raquel should have already been a heel here i mean mm-hmm. she was a badass when she's a heel i mean she let's put it let's be real she was a great heel yeah um and she still has that in her and mm-hmm. i think it's coming eventually but like yeah i just I, I i just don't think they're doing anything of anything of note to help Rhea's character other than as 
of the valet of Judgment Day. Yeah, there was I'm a to- point I'm with totally Jud- in on it. I'm so okay. There with was it. a point with Ju- remember when Judgment Day was just starting to get good. You, you, and a lot of other people, and I maybe even at a certain point were like, the real leader of Judgment Day is Rhea. Yep, I still think There's, that. That how? What has she done? What is she doing? That makes her the leader in any way of that group. To me, the leader. If is anybody, the, the leader of that group's Dom. They to, all are working in service of Dom. To to me, the leader of the group is when all four of them are in the ring together. Who are your eyes on? And it's her, oh, man. It's always Finn. Come it's on, her. the guy's got a seventeen pack. My <laughs> my eyes are on her. Yeah, but that's because people think she's hot. It's not because she's a star. I, yeah, or no, I, I think she is the most compelling. I, 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 not anymore. There was a point where she was. There was a point where she was. But like, yes, there was a point where she was, and she still has it in her. But literally, it's rinse and repeat every week. Come out, Dom gets booed. Rhea, somebody steps to Dom. Rhea steps to them and wants to get hit by a man calls him dom dom <laughs> nobody step to mommy whatever and then we move on and then how she great is it by the way she doesn't they, wrestle she doesn't fight anybody i mean how great is it when they walk together to the ring that dominic wears the mommy's always on top shirt yeah I, oh it's that, so good the, don't get me wrong i think i mean i think people might misconstrue what i'm saying here the story is great it's so great. good judgment day in general is just great yep. everything about them i think is great yep that does not mean that they have really enhanced Rhea. The group is. Yeah, I don't is, agree. The group is top notch. I think right. everyone's been lifted up and, by. Maybe not Finn so much, but I think all the uh, three Finn's others. in a world title feud. I mean, right, right, but I mean, Finn was already a big deal. Uh, but the three others, he should be bigger. I think the three others, I think, have absolutely been elevated. My here's here's the way I look at it. Here's the way I look at it. Here's who the leader is. You want to know who the leader is to me? Who's the who is the person that if you took him out of this group would make the group immediately lose relevance? It's Finn Balor. I, I think you could say if that took, about all of, I think you could say that about Rhea, especially I think, I think as long as Finn is walking out with people next to him, the group is relevant because Finn is a massive, massive star. If you take Rhea out and Finn is just walking out with Dom and, and Damien, still a, still a big group, still a big, still a group, huge group. Still, Finn is going to be at the top of the card. Still, Dom is going to get booed out of the building. Nothing changes about the dynamic other than you just don't have Rhea there, who yeah. is now a glorified ballet. I disagree. Uh, and the, the finale, though, last night of SmackDown, I think the most interesting part, first of all, the symbolism where they have the table. And let me also add, Paul Heyman, I mean, He's on the verge of tears every time the camera's on him. It's so yeah, it's good. Awesome. He's it's, the best. It's he's so good. Uh, he's, I don't know if he's as good as Rhea, but he's he's the he's the <laughs> he's he's close. But how about Roman? Roman sits at the head of the table. Yeah. And 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 Jay sits off to the side. They're not across from each other because they're not equals. That's cool shit. But anyway, yeah. the thing that I thought was most interesting last night was yeah, Jay is not interested in signing a contract. Because it's in the blood, they're doing tribal combat. And Roman says, do the elders know about this? And Jay says, they're the ones who ordered it, Oose. Mm -hmm. That shit was cool. That's by far the best takeaway from last night. I don't know what tribal combat means. 
I think it but means I know he can it's hit gonna him be with. Really... A, he said it means if he can hit him with a stick, I hit him with a stick. If I'm gonna hit him with that chair right there, I hit him with that chair right there. I'm I know take it's that gonna be serious. Or I'm gonna hit you upside the face. Yeah, it's gonna be good shit, man. Actually, that was it. That was one of my two takeaways. My other takeaway from the bloodline stuff last night is they are so very clearly continuing to tease Solo wanting to be the tribal chief. They, because Solo tried to hit him at the end and Roman no. stopped him? Well, it started early in the night. Earlier in the night, Roman, they, were, they had the backstage segment. It wasn't even a segment. They had a backstage little thing where they're sitting in their locker room. Roman is staring at the lay, and so is Solo. Solo staring. I didn't notice, I didn't notice that's what staring through the lay, and Roman turns and looks at him like, "What are you looking at?" Oh, I didn't. I didn't even notice that. And then they they looked at each other, and Solo sort of went, you know, gave him a head nod, and then got up and left the room. And you could see in the background, like uh, Heyman, when Roman turns and looks at Solo, Heyman's face is like, "Oh no, what's about to happen?" And then in the ring. You know, Roman takes off the belt and he goes, I don't even care about that. He's like, whatever. And then Jay and Roman have the moment where Jay's staring at the lay and Roman takes off the lay and puts it down as if to say, all right, this is now on the line. But if you watch the segment back, look at Solo's face when Roman takes off the lay. Solo's like disgusted. Solo can't believe that he would potentially give up the opportunity, like give up being tribal chief. You could see it in his face. He's like, he just took off the most important thing in our family, the being the tribal chief. And then, and then Roman stopping him to me is them telling the story of like, you still don't get it, kid. You're not even close. You don't understand what this is really about yet. Can we wind up getting like a four corners match at survivor series? Possibly. Maybe. I mean, here's the other thing. If you're right, that Jay is going to win this match, then you could get Jay and solo for tribal, you know, something like that. Um, because they're they're obviously moving in that direction where Solo wants it to. Are we getting Rikishi at SummerSlam? Oh man, I don't know. Tell you what, know. though, if we do get Rikishi, you better not come out to that old music. Uh, that, oh. That's some happy <laughs> shit right there. You better you can't come out to that. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. It, it, they've they've teased it so many times, like mm-hmm. him or somebody. For, I mean, the the only time in this whole bloodline thing that we've gotten the elders was when the wild Samoans came out and put the when lay they on Roman. Gave him the lay. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah, really I mean, cool I, though. Last, I don't know what tribal combat means, but yeah. sounds symboli- like it means no holds barred, but the symbolism like was cool at the end with them, you know, shaking yeah. hands, shaking and hands and, fa- yeah. and forehead to forehead. I, I thought that was really cool shit, man. you like, you know, it's a really big deal, whatever it is that yeah. they're going to be doing. So I also see, I also could envision a scenario where we get Jay versus Jimmy and Jimmy comes back finally and, and blames Jay for all of this or something like that. Like, cause remember last week, the whole thing with, with Heyman and solo was Jimmy's in the hospital because of you mm-hmm. and solo spoke and was like, I'm never going to forgive you for this. Right. What if they brainwashed Jimmy into, it was actually Jay's fault and just Jay's, They're back. The three of them are together and Jay's, you know, on his own still. I don't know. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... SmackDown, I thought was great last night. If we can let let's let we gotta we gotta we can't we can't pass over Bobby Lashley's doing a lot of business, right? Oh now. yeah. So got I mean a lot going on. Bobby so, Lashley's got some business going All right, on. so like he's gotta re- he's gotta recruit obviously all the black wrestlers. So you know what got- I was thinking? Is it possible that I know I don't want people to take this like I I'm not trying to say it like I'm just saying like LWO came back and it's been a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Could they be bringing back Nation to Domination? You mentioned that in the past. You have brought that up. I know, but now it's like it went from first it was the Street Profits. He already has Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Now he's recruiting Trick Mellow Gang. How many people can there be? I think it's just got to be hurt business. Like that's it should. I know. I'm just saying, is it possible? Like Nation of Domination was huge at one point. There was like 50 guys. Um, could it is it possible that there some version of it? Ron Simmons comes out, gives them the blessing, whatever you know. I uh, I think the next time we see Street Profits, it's going to be as members of Hurt Business. Yeah, but uh, then last night he they had a, a a quick interaction with Trick Williams and and, and Wesley. Carmelo oh, no, and Carmelo Hayes. Oh, okay, right, and Carmelo Hayes. Okay, yeah, it was Trick Mello. Trick, well, Trick Williams, awesome. But I mean, Carmelo is still the NXT champion, right? So there's nothing imminent there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Judgment Day is up and down now. I do like it though. Like, I I like the idea of bringing the Hurt Business back. I think it kind of yeah. sucks on a personal level for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Does that mean they're not in? I mean, are we saying that because he got the other, two other black tag teams that one other black like you can't just have all the black tag teams? Yeah, like I don't think Cedric. I think they're out. I think. And also, where's Omos? Is Omos not part of this? Oh, that's right. MVP and Omos still have that relationship. I don't know. Maybe her business is going to be really huge now. I don't know. Omos, Omos is. He needs to. I don't know. He needs to question MVP and his um, negotiation skills because MVP negotiated Omos to be a free agent, and ever since then, that's right. We haven't seen Omos on TV. That's right. That, that's I a mean, good point. I mean, he's got to really question his his management there. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. So, yeah, I like what's going on there with Lashley yeah. and her business. Um, yeah. Let's work our way backwards here with WWE. We don't normally talk NXT, but it's super relevant where Judgment Day has been invading NXT recently and Dominic wins the North American Championship over Wesley. I love it, obviously. So now Dominic gets to parade around with that title. I assume he'll be back and forth. Hell, it was cool last night where Shawn Michaels... I loved because they're in Orlando and you had all the NXT guys who were hanging out. I thought that was super cool. Shout out Cavender twins were there sitting up front. That was really cool. And Shawn Michaels just shows up and he's willing to sanction that North American title match against Butch. So that was really cool. But I love Dominic winning the title there. Major heat, obviously. 
everybody knows he does not deserve to be a champion, but just throwing the belt on him, um, yeah. I'm I'm all for it. So I, I loved him winning that title. Loved it. Yeah. It's his second major title since he's been in WWE. Yeah. He's a tag champ, and now he's yeah. a, an NXT North Soon American. We're going to call him the belt I love, collector. I love his his <laughs> I love his uh, his explanation that even if Ray wins yep. the U.S. title. I have the North American title, so I have all of North America. So even if you do win the title, all you have is the United States. Yep, love it. I love that explanation. It's love great, it. It's, it's it's sound. And it is. It it is it's, yeah, I can't poke holes in that argument. Yeah. Uh, Monday Night Raw start off. You got the Cody Brock stuff. I mean, it is what it is. SummerSlam is yep. going to be fun. It's going to be really good. But if I can tell you, I think now I love Charlotte Flair. Uh, she's probably my favorite period when it comes to female wrestlers. But right now, my favorite women's wrestler is probably Chelsea Green. I I mean, I Hard can't to, take my eyes off top. her. Tough when she is on the screen, I can't take my eyes off her. Everything she, I think she is phenomenal. Even just, there's such little stuff, the facial expressions, all of it. Like her celebration when her and Sonya won the tag titles, it, like just her celebration and the, the way that she reacted to winning it is so perfect. I love everything about yeah. Chelsea Green. She is probably my favorite right now. I love that they're being featured. Yeah. And then the backstage where Sonia is trying to yep. be serious and like we're taking over. And Chelsea Green's like, I want to thank my my mom, my sister, my agent. She's like trying to thank everybody. Yep. Is, yeah, all very good. Everything she, about she's it. She's my favorite Saman- right now. Samantha Irvin. Shout out. I mean, mm-hmm. the Chelsea Green yep. when she love announces it. her. It's love all it. very good. Yep. I, I love it. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep beating this drum until it happens. Let's get Rhea out of judgment day. Let's make a faction with Rhea and those two. That's a dominant women's faction. They would run shit. Yeah, I hope that Sonia and Chelsea hold on to those belts for a while. I think there's who else is there? I mean I think there's a lot yeah. of meat on the bone there. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, you know Sonya's excellent on the mic, obviously, and and Chelsea uh, is su- is such a top notch personality and character. You know what's interesting is part of the reason why I I know it's not probably not going to happen. You never know. Part of the reason why I thought the Rhea thing would work with these two is because as good as they are, neither of them strikes me as like a top top le- like top uh, you know individual champion whatever women's champ i never like sonia and chelsea are both i might be wrong about that chelsea green might be a women's champion like she might be that good she's pretty damn good like i think she is really as a heel champion she could be really really good and you know what i didn't know if the whole karen gimmick was going to work and while it's not like like it's not totally a karen gimmick i mean there's little stuff here and there especially you know, especially at the start, who's the manager here? Every week she's asking Adam Pierce who's the manager because yeah. she never yeah. remembers. Yeah. Um, but she's she's really made it into something that works. Wasn't there a point where they were going to call that tag team the complaint department? Because I th- I've never like, heard of that. Because I maybe that was That's just a, a terrible Twitter name. Thing. That's a terrible name. <laughs> but it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty funny though. I mean, it's it, it would have been perfect for them. I love them though. Uh, I love that Sonya's getting some shine now because I really felt when. You know, during the 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 performance center days during COVID, I thought she really shined and stood yeah. out. And you know, when she was involved in the feud with Mandy Rose, I thought she was fantastic. And um, 
Yeah, and Chelsea Green, like I said, I can't take my eyes off her yeah. when she's on screen. Yeah. She's phenomenal. I love everything she does. That yeah. was my favorite yeah. part of Raw. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. They they, they should have it for a long time. And uh, now we get, you know, Raquel's freed up to do the thing with Rhea. So. Yeah, so we're going to get that at SummerSlam. It'll be, although, so, uh, although yeah. Liv, you know, Liv attacked Rhea at the end of the night, right? On, on well, I think... Yeah, I mean, I think the the match that the fans would clamor for would be Rhea and Liv. Yeah. It feels like they've been building towards Raquel yeah. because of the interactions. Absolutely. Also, Rhea attacked, you know, Raquel backstage. So now Raquel can say, oh, you cost us the titles, whatever. Um, I'm thinking, I'm seeing a scenario where Raquel loses and then turns on Liv and we finally get the Raquel heel turn. And of and course, and of course, with the other women's title, it was announced even before they went to air last night. We're triple getting threat. the very obvious triple threat, which yep. is going to be fantastic. And yep. I absolutely think Asuka walks out retaining that title. Yeah, seems right? that way. Yeah, makes sense. It feels like she's in the middle of like her first real dominant run. Uh, she's been championed several times. It feels like they're committed to her finally being a dominant champion the way she was in NXT. Yeah, yeah. So, by the way, uh, last night, SmackDown, Orlando, what a crap. Complete, I just sold out to the gills all the way to the very top. I'm going to Raw in Tampa on Monday. It's not quite sold out, but limited seats available. Uh, I should mention Ticketmaster.com. WWE was really good to me this week. They got me Zoe Stark on Zaslow Show 2.0, so if you want to go back, and listen to that. You can, obviously. It's also on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show. Uh, Zoe Stark, who, of course, is going to be on Monday Night Raw. But I'm going. I'm making the drive up there. Me and my son, WWE, set us up with tickets. So I'm excited. We're going on Monday night. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Logan Paul is going to be on the show. And, you know, they already announced that. So that's fun. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, SummerSlam. What do, what do we have so far? What do we know? What's confirmed? Yeah. So two weeks. I mean, it's August 5th. We're, we're not far away. Two weeks from today. Yeah. Um, the only ones that I guess technically, I guess after last night, I guess like Roman and Jay is official, although it, it, it's technically official, right? I think Adam Pierce will probably sign off on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have that. So the tribal tribal combat, combat match, which I guess, is it for the title yes. or is it just tribal combat? I don't no, know. I'm pretty sure they showed up a graphic yesterday. Got it. Um, got the. World heavyweight title match, Finn versus Seth. Can Finn uh, win? I don't think so, but I don't think so. They've either. done a very good job of leaving the door open. I thought their segment on Raw this week was yeah. Was door, awesome. Doors open, doors open, but I, I don't think he wins. Yeah, it was. I thought that backstage stuff was really good. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them keep going for a while. I know that this is probably it, but it's good. The triple threat is official. <laughs> Um, Charlotte, Bianca Belair, and Asuka. Yep. Uh, I think we, we both think Asuka walks away with that. Yep. Brock versus Cody yep. is official. Cody's going to win. Yep. And then they're 1 the 1 right now, right? Um, yes. Yep. Um, and then the matches that are rumored is Drew versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title. Um, I think Drew's going to beat him. I guess, according to this list, the winner of the U.S. Invitational versus Austin Theory, so yep. maybe that will be on SummerSlam. I don't, you know, I don't think it will. You know, Gunther has not lost a singles match since joining WWE. Sounds about right. It's crazy. Good. He shouldn't. 
He should, it should be a big deal when he loses. He's, yeah. he's awesome. He's yeah, been cool. yeah, Yeah. Um, Rousey versus Baszler. Uh, we, all, reading, we all know reading, Baszler's going to win that. We was reading something yesterday that this may be like real life heat. Like they might be like no there way. Be, there might be a, like an issue going on. No way. No yeah. way. But I will say, I I've enjoyed I've enjoyed uh, them trading barbs like yeah. Ronda, who we know is terrible on the mic, saying I'm finally getting you something that you've never been able to accomplish on your own, and that's on the card at SummerSlam. That's a good yeah. line. That's yeah. a good line. Yeah, I wonder who wrote it for her. Um, Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Yep, that's gonna be great. Um, it says Priest and, and and Dom versus Sammy and KO. Is that gonna happen at SummerSlam? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they've been feuding like the main it event just happened on Raw, on Raw was, right? No, but it was Dom and Finn, right? No, I think it was Dom and and Dom and, and uh and Priest and uh, Damien. Yeah, was and they're it? gonna fight again? I thought so. I don't know. I don't. Know. It doesn't feel like a a SummerSlam match, but may, I don't know. They got two weeks to figure it out. Um, and then Becky Lynch versus Trish, which, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I have. I'm. I couldn't be more. Uh, Zoe Stark is. It. it it's. It kind of. It's unfortunate. I know you had her on the show this week. Like, her and Trish are great. That pairing has been really good. Mm-hmm. Becky stinks. I mean, I this so. ca- this character has. Scott, they got to figure something out. I mean, it's 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 all these like she seems really like she seems like genuinely like real life angry, like like she's mad at somebody. Like, why can't she just go back to being the man? I don't know, but every promo she cuts now just divulges into her like wildly yelling, incoherent, nothing like like and then like, you know, making fun of the Miz's balls and. And then just like screaming and she can't talk because she's talking. To, she, it's just not entertaining. It's just, hmm. yeah, she needs a break. They need to like take, give this character a break and maybe she needs to lose to Trish and then come back. And like, like it's almost like we talked about this. I think at one point too, Seth has become so successful being a weirdo <laughs> that Becky was like, I could be just as weird. Well, she as- tried the weirdo bit didn't work. But is she still kind of a weirdo? Isn't she like? Isn't she still kind of no, like her whole her whole feud with Bianca, or as Wade Barrett calls her Bianca, was Bianca. her being a total weirdo. Remember, yeah. and she was coming out with like her gear was super weird. Her hair, yeah, it, it didn't work. Know. What What is it though? Like she was the biggest star in wrestling for like a little stretch, and uh, she's just not very good anymore. She was a massive star. I know for a stretch. Like, Yes, I know. She the man. When she was the man, there was nobody bigger in wrestling. I mean, there was there just wasn't. I mean, she was she was that good. I just I, I can't believe we're not going to get the payoff. Uh, Ronda and Shane is going to be fun, mostly because it, we're hoping that it's going to elevate Shayna to where she should be, because she's as good as anyone. But uh, we're 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 gonna like Ronda's contract's going to run out. And we're not getting any kind of payoff to Becky beating her at WrestleMania 35. It was almost five years ago. We're not. We're not. Yeah. We're not going to get any payoff to that. That's yeah, shocking. Yeah. In five yeah. years, you couldn't figure out a way. Ronda's got to get ready for UFC. Ronda's got to get ready for UFC 300. There's no she's time. Not, she's not going back to UFC. She's, she's got to get ready. She's got to get ready. 
All right. Did she so, put out a did she put out a tweet, a picture of her training as like a little tease, I think. She's not going back to UFC. It's it's out there. It's a possibility. All right. So let's let's get to AEW here and we're gonna have some fun with this. So let's let's I, I thought I thought Dynamite obviously blood and guts was, you know, the main attraction. But let's start here with MJF and let's start here with the world champion. All right. Let's start with MJF and Adam Cole. And predictably, they win the tournament. But there's a couple things that stand out here. Like, how about, and this is, it's been a lot of fun, but it's also something, at least I feel, it's something that AEW has not done over their history so far, and that's be very sports entertainment. If you understand what I'm saying, where the start of the match, a fucking dance-off, man. Like, that's, and it was fun. I enjoyed it, but... It was awesome. It was it, yeah, nice. I, it was fun. But man, that has not been AEW's MO doing stuff like that. Well, when it comes to MJF and Jericho, they I mean they did an entire That's true. They they did the 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 Broadway thing. Yep, that's I true. Mean, um they, so I guess so like MJF, MJF is kind of the exception. Yeah, that. and Jericho. And Jericho. Jericho intent. I mean, his whole the whole gimmick of Jericho yes. Appreciation Society is that we're sports entertainers. Yes. Um, and then the, and Daniel Garcia's gimmick now for months has been that he does that stupid dance, which is funny. Um, but yeah, I feel like outside of them, um, you're right. But those two have had their moments of very sports entertainer ish, um, almost like over the top sports entertainer ish mm-hmm. type stuff. And this uh- was. This was as good as it gets, man. This whole it was thing good. was, it was, was very so good. damn good. It was very it's, good. Uh, it's hard, like, to... You have Blood and Guts, which is such a massive event for the company, and you have Kota Bushi debuting and Pac coming back and all this stuff. It's hard to overshadow that. And I thought this whole segment, including the match... Match was really good. I think it completely overshadowed blood and guts. It was so good. Everything about it was so good. I was like, man, after that, I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I'll watch blood and guts. Cause there was a lot of stuff that they were able to weave in there. All right. Because then at the end of the match, you got MJF who is angry with Adam Cole for holding the belt and looking, looking at the, the belt. At it, yeah. Right. And I didn't see that coming because I figured eventually, I, I figured eventually, you know, MJF's going to sandbag Adam Cole. It's all been a ruse, but that seemed like genuine MJF. uh, We're friends. Why are you holding the belt like that? You know, so they got me on that, man. I did not see that coming. I thought that came off as a genuine reaction from MJF. You're supposed to be my friend. Are you about to stab me in the back? So I thought that was really cool. And and then as he's he's looking at him side-eyed, like the whole time there, he's looking at him side-eyed now, and NFTR's music hits. I thought that whole bit was really, really cool. And so yeah. you get the face-to-face. And how about you want to talk about real life heat? How about Dax Harwood? Look, and he's 100 percent right, by the way. How about Dax Harwood looking straight into the camera as they're walking out of the ring? They did their whole bit and they're playing the music for MJF and Adam Cole, and Dax is mad saying, hey, how about next time when the champs leave the ring, you play our music, Tony Khan? I think he's right. I thought that was weird. They should have played their music. Nah, I mean, they're in the ring, A, with the world champion. But they're the ones who made the statement. They made the point, and now they are walking out the ring. If it was MJF and Adam Cole walking out the ring, okay. It was 
FTR walking out the ring. You play their music when that happens. I agree with him. I get I, I get what they're saying, but Adam Cole and MJF are right now, they're the most over thing in all of wrestling. They are the biggest thing in wrestling right now. It's a testament to them. They're bigger than LA Knight. I'm sorry. I love LA Knight. These two guys, AEW's got something with them. AEW's got something. They... My fear with this is that in very AEW fashion, they will not be able to capitalize on this momentum. They're going to break gonna the FTR. I think they should beat FTR. But now after the way they tease this thing out on, on Wednesday with Cole looking at the title, I'm worried that Tony Khan writes these stories in his mind and he writes out what he thinks is going to be the finish of them. And regardless of what happens, I think that's going to be the finish. And I'm worried that these guys are going to break up in two weeks. And it would be a massive mistake. I mean, they are, this should go on for a long, long, long time. Well, don't I mean, you figure if, they're going to be the main event for one of them, either all out, all in, what, what are the names of the ones that are coming up on back-to-back weeks? Um, all out is, is the one at Wembley. And then all in is like no, no, next week. All in, no, all in is at Wembley. I and think. then all out's like the next week, right? Yeah. So it's quite possible you're getting MJF or Adam Cole one of these, right? Yeah, which is a shame. I, I understand, but like, I guess it's been proven you don't have to have the the champion main eventing and defending the title on a paper on every pay per view. I mean, they've sold sixty plus thousand tickets for Wembley Stadium. They can clearly do whatever they want, right? And I mean, these guys are just too. I mean, they're too. Everything about them is too good, and. Also, I'm not totally convinced that MJM that MJF is the one turning on Cole. They've teased the little hints of of heel Adam Cole throughout this thing. Well, like, so then you're talking remember, about actually having MJF as a face. Okay. I mean, he did the dive. He did the dive, right? His whole thing has always been I don't do that. I'm a wrestler. Really cool. I don't do that yeah, shit. Yeah, it was really he cool. He did the dive. He's um he's running around. It, and it looks like he's Adam like, Cole turning on him would be a good swerve and would kind of lend to this me could being be a double switch about the reaction. You know, that that would lend to I thought MJF did a great job reacting to Adam Cole holding the belt. You could be right. There's a moment that I that I would point back to, which is the vignette where they're working out at the gym. Do you remember that? Yeah. The two of them are working out at the gym. And MJF's like, hey Adam, hey Adam, hey Adam, hey Adam. Look at this, look at this tub of lard over. Like he's yeah. making fun of the fat guy, so right? So mean. And and Adam Cole goes, He's like, Max, you can't say things like that, but you know who he does look like. And then they both say, Tony, Tony Schiavone. And then Cole kind of has this look in his face like, what's happening to me right now? You know, like Adam Cole was a heel. I mean, Adam Cole's been a heel. He's a great heel. Yep. And MJF is now sort of doing face things. And although it seems like he's doing them in jest just to eventually turn, what if the story is that it's it's gotten to him, and now he's actually a good guy, and Adam Cole's the bad guy. All you know I know what? is, you know them what? Two I'm, screaming, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping you're right now. I'm hoping that's actually what I, I, I hope you're right. Them two. All I know is them two screaming, like just screaming at the top of their lungs, double clothesline at each other. Yeah, will never get old. Will never. And get that old. was their finisher. They won it's, the match yes, with it, and they yelled it at each other. The fact that they do it so blatantly. Like they and the camera, this is a great job with the camera shot. They get that camera right in on Adam Cole's face, and he's like, double clothesline. Yep. 
fine. And they, I mean, in the middle of the match, it's so, oh man, it's so fun. They, they got to keep it going for a while. They got it. It's so, so, it's so damn good. So in, uh, in honor of that, let's have some fun here today. Let's do our top five all time oddball tag teams. Okay. You know, random dudes who were stuck together for whatever reason that ended up getting over. We like the direction it went in. Top five oddball tag teams because MJF and Adam Cole are, are certainly rising the ranks. Oh, my God. I, it, it was tough for me to keep them off the list, but they're too new. So who uh, you start here. Count them down five to one for dramatic purposes. Okay. Who you got? All right. Well, number five, uh, they're, it, they're actually a trio, but I had to do it. Too cool. I mean, okay. <laughs> right? Rikishi, Scotty Tuhati, Grandmaster Sexay. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they're not a traditional tag team, but that that's as oddball as it gets. And they Is were it Grandmaster Sexay RIP? I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um then I have Book Dust, Booker T and Oh, Goldust. good one. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know if I was like fully in on wrestling at that point. I think I was like in and out. But you could go back, go to YouTube and just watch like super cuts of their backstage segments, Good and one. that's it's gold. Good one. Um, Team Hell No. Yeah, I love Team Hell No. Love Do- Doctor whatever I forgot what the doctor's name was, but that was great. Awesome Truth. Love Awesome Truth. Okay, Miz and Our Truth. Okay, and then number one is uh, is uh, is obviously Rock and Sock Connection. Right, 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 right. Okay, ours are very different, though. We only have one that are the same. Okay. Only one is the same. So, for me, top five oddball tag teams. Number five for me, Kane and X-Pac. Yep. All right. Kane has a few. Hurricane was also really good with Kane and the Hurricane. Uh, Kane and X-Pac I thought was great. And you had the moment where they had split up, and then they got back together, like which is always fun. Kane and X-Pac for me, number five. Number four, how about this one, which... Ended up being hilarious, total oddball group, got over, everyone loved them. William Regal and Tajiri. Tajiri, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great oddball tag team, William Regal and Tajiri. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Number three for me, I got Triple H Steve Austin. When they were running wild on the rest of the company, what was it yeah. called again? It was the, uh, what did they call it? I don't With remember. T- yeah, there, there was like a name. Eh, someone will wind up you know, letting us know, but there, there was, there was a name to, to what their group was, what they were called. Anyway, Triple H and Steve Austin. You remember, uh, they beat the shit out of Lita with a steel chair in one of the matches. You can't do that right. today in 2023. Right. Number two, because we all know what, no, we all know number one is the same rock and sock connection, rock and McFoley. So right. the big drum roll is who's number two on my list here. And number two, Rhino and Heath Slater loved Rhino and Heath Slater. It's like, the two of them, uh, they had nothing going on. They had to win this match together, or they both were going to lose their jobs. Heath Slater, I got kids. That ended up getting over. Uh, yeah. And I think still today, an impact. Rhino and Heath Slater, still a team. Uh, yeah. Although he's ha- just Heath now. He's not Heath Slater. I had them on my honorable mention, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so number two, I got Rhino and Heath Slater. I got kids was such a funny gimmick. And, uh, and they're still going strong now today, so... That's my top five right there. Oddball tactics. Well, so, they won the same. Yeah. So I, you know, what I was wondering. So I considered it like odd couple, right? Like, yeah. you wouldn't expect these two together, right? 
Would you consider the Mega Powers an odd couple? Because I, I thought about putting them on the list, but I don't know if they like... They were not a traditional tag team. Right. One was a face, one was a heel. They got together. What I a mean, handshake. What a handshake. Yeah. What a handshake. I, I didn't know if I could put them on the list because they're just like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's don't a tough know. one, right? That's a that tough one. That is tough. That is tough. Yeah. Um, but I had a cu- the other ones I had an honorable mention was, and I I can't even believe they weren't on the list. Stone Cold and Dude Love. Right. 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 Yep. Um. And then Jericho. Okay. Was a great one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then also, it only lasted. It may have lasted for a day, but at 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 max, it lasted for one week. Was Y two AJ. Oh right 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 yep. They had a, They literally came out with a shirt and then broke up that night. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to find that shirt. I can't. I wanted that shirt because it was. It, it existed for a day. Um, but yeah. So all right, there you go. Uh, let's get to real quick here. I do want to mention as far as dynamite goes. I mean, blowing guts. We got to talk about blowing guts. Yeah, we'll right? get to that in a second. Oh, okay. I, I, I like what they did with Jack Perry, and I thought the promo. Where we're wondering, all right, what? Like, I'm watching what my son is like, why are they at a cemetery, you know? And I wasn't getting it. It was weird. It was weird. Like, what what is this? What do they do? Like, they're playing his music. First of all, they were at a cemetery or they were like in a desert, right? Yeah, yeah. He was burying a body in the middle of the Las Vegas desert, apparently. Right, right, right. And so they're playing. They love killing people in their vignettes. They're playing his music. Speaking of killing people, Eric Young is back at Impact. They literally killed him. Yeah. And now he's back from the tent. Anyway, so they're playing Jungle Boy's music. And I said to my son, I go, I'm really surprised that he's still coming out to this music. I thought that was done. And then oh, the music thing. cuts off and you got this weird uh, vignette. And then you see him dragging the boots. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. He's burying Jungle Boy. And then he comes down to the ring with the stupid music or whatever. But so I really dug the presentation there. I thought it was cool the way they did that. Who, who is that person? And are they actually dead? I mean, that's scary. It's scary that they just let Jungle Boy. I guess he's not even Jungle Boy anymore. He's no, just Jack. He's Perry. not Jungle Boy. He's just Jack he's Perry. Just Jack Perry. Jungle Boy's um, dead. He buried him. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, I, the FTW title is just such a weird thing to me that it gets defended on. Well, I think the story is that Hook lost. Wh- right. Whether it's for the title or not, it was his first loss. I, I thought the whole thing was good. I, I don't, I, I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was entertaining. The one issue I had with it, and it's going to go back to my main issue with Dynamite that I've always had, is the shitty announcing. Okay? Mm-hmm. They come out. They're about to start this match. And Excalibur goes, Tony, uh, why don't you explain to the people the history and the importance of the FTW title? And Tony Schiavone is explaining the history Wouldn't and the importance. Taz explain it? And the when Taz, who created the title yeah, how would he and explain it? is that champion, is sitting there at the table. Why is Tony Schiavone talking? Why is he the one explaining it? What the hell is happening? Right. He's too emotionally invested. He can't explain <laughs> it. Apparently. What the hell are we talking about here? Remember, he couldn't even uh, talk after the match. And then, so the shark, and then the shark came out and he's like, don't touch me. I'm angry. Yep, uh, that's right. It's like, all right. I mean, but other than that, it was all, it's all, it was all. Yeah, was so all I, I liked it. I, I thought. I think it's funny that like Jack Perry's whole thing this year has been, I'm going to win a singles title anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and he was screaming after he was screaming on the ropes. I told you so. Yeah. Could you see are him and Christian gonna get back together? I mean, now they're all heels again. I think they should explore that eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should explore that. Yep. Yep. Uh let's get to blood and guts. So so maybe I just forgot the way it works, but 
it's totally war games. You know, it's it's one guy. Enters, yeah, I don't know why did we enters. think why did we think that everybody started in the ring? I, I thought know. it was just five on five. Let's have at it. You know what I think? I think in the past they had like like last year maybe the guys were just around the ring because last and, year was who was it Inner Circle versus Pinnacle or that was a few years ago? I don't know. I know last year they mentioned it on the broadcast was when uh, I think it was last year when what's his name from proud and powerful like got really hurt and they haven't been back since um oh right 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 i think santana the the taller one um got hurt pretty bad and i don't think he's the, that tag team's been on tv right or right. i don't even know if they're still in the company um and yeah, i think it's, roderick, it's a... roderick strong was it roderick strong too what, no roderick it? strong only debuted a couple months ago that's right so who am i think oh yeah we were there yeah yeah we were there um, somebody else. I, I don't know, but yes, they were mentioning at the beginning of the match how many devastating injuries they've had in the match. And I'm like, wait, why are we having this match? This yeah, is but it's it's totally war games. It's the yeah. exact same, and to the point that the match doesn't start until all ten men are in the ring. I yeah. guess the only difference is you cannot win by pin. It has to be submission, right? Or or like giving up because yeah. the way they lost was that Moxley. Yeah, he gave, surrendered. He surrendered. To save Yuta. Right. War games, you could win by pin. Right. Yeah. I believe so. Um, yeah, no, you can't. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. what happened. We saw it. That's what happened. It, it, it makes sense. Because um, I remember when Cody first introduced it in AEW, and everyone was like, what is Blood and Guts? It's like, oh, well, they WWE owns war games. So they can't call it war games. Yeah. So they needed a new name for but, it. But, I mean, it's like legit total ripoff of war games. They're not even hiding well, it. Well, or is it? war games i mean because cody introduced it and dusty Rhodes is the one who created war games so mm-hmm. really is wwe really just ripping off blood and guts well wwe owns wcw like they're right. ripping anyone off I like know. it's theirs yeah i know but like if jericho brought elimination chamber to or money in the bank which one's the one that chris jericho invented he claims that he invented the idea of money in the bank okay if he brought money in the bank to aw it's still jericho's idea they kind of do have it isn't it that poker chip the big chip oh yeah yeah, they kind of, or, or it's a gold chip. ring a gold ring whatever well, it is they have both there's a chip and a ring right um they kind of do do that <laughs> yeah i guess they do um but yeah it, it is just war games yeah, yeah. so anyway uh the mat okay the match was uh and and you and i are usually on the same page of this kind of stuff the super ultra violent stuff it's not for me but I'm fine with it in this match. This is the match. This is the whole idea of the match. It's a once a year thing. So like, I get it. And it's supposed to be a major blow off, you know, uh, of a feud. Um, I don't need forks. I don't the, need the fork nail stuff, beds. Like totally rubs me the wrong, like yeah. Moxley. He, he's a sick man. And I'm not even talking about the character. Clearly, clearly the person. Okay. He, he is sick. He, you could tell he gets off on this stuff. He loves the blood. Seems like, and I, I'm not a psychologist and I and I don't know all this stuff, but it seems like he's replaced violence or he's he's replaced alcohol with violence. Maybe he's like my remember he he went to rehab, he got sober, he doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. But now it's he just has to bleed every week. And yeah. he's now addicted to just bleeding and cutting yeah. himself. I mean, he ran in the ring and had the fork in hand. It, yeah. It's... And he had a fork also ready for Claudio Castagnoli. And then I, and 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 in a bag of I guess glass. I, I mean, oh, and yeah, the glass shard. The glass shards is crazy. 
I I I can't. Well, first of all, there's no way those were real glass shards this time because so? none of them bled. If you get a glass shard stuck in your back, you're at it's least true. bleeding a little bit. They had to be like plastic or something this time, which would make sense because it took a while. Like they were doing the fork stuff, and no one bled for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, don't know. I don't think there was nearly as much blood as they probably wanted. Or do you think? Do you think? Look, I think it's because of the new rules. Well, I was gonna say because it's it's on TBS. So, like, do you think that maybe? Hey, we got to scale it back a little bit now. We are on cable television. Do yeah, but they, they bleed on cable. Don't they bleed on cable every week? I know, but there's a difference between ten guys all bleeding together. Right. Yeah. Like I remember maybe. last year. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Daddy Magic. His his entire face was dripping blood. Yeah. Yeah. That, and there that, was, that, there was feel, no one uh, like that this time. Up until now, well, Mox. Except was. for Moxley. Except Mox, for Moxley. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was partially because of the new rules. Maybe it's because of TBS. Um, but up until this week, I feel like we've had someone's face completely covered in blood like every week. Yeah, but like but, um, but like I said, that there's a difference between that and 10 guys dripping blood all the same sure, time. Sure, sure. But like I agree with you on the on the on the violence or on weapons. Um and whatever, like but like traditional weapons. Yeah. Chairs, tables, tables, kendo sticks. Give me the chairs, give me, give me the a sticks. bat. Give, give me, me a, a bat. garbage like give me the garbage can if you want. Yeah. You know? Um and also it it doesn't have to happen right away. Yeah. Like build to it. Right. Moxley doesn't have to there's two guys in the ring and Moxley's coming in and stabbing people in the floor. Like you know what I, I thought? Yeah, talking about building it. You know what I thought was a cool spot was when uh one of the Jacksons was on top of the cage and all of a sudden spilled the tax into the ring yeah. i thought yeah. that was cool can i ask you where did the bag come from i don't know they didn't show <laughs> it must have been where just did tied it come up there. from it must have just been tied up there i don't that know that i thought was a cool spot i yeah. liked the or, way that they did that or the shoe with the thumbtacks he brought out again which has which been is their a callback gimmick. he's yeah. done he's done that before that's an interesting how do you like the better nails that's crazy stupid <laughs> I, I first of all i don't understand first of all i don't understand how it works yeah wouldn't you be dead I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it. I mean, you get body slammed onto a, a bed of nails. I feel like, like it kills you if you do that. That's right. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, like what are those? There must be yeah. some optical illusion going on with the way yeah, they build yeah, that. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't need it. Um, or maybe they just yeah. know how to land on a bed of nails safely. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was so it was so weird. Um, I gotta be honest, man. I thought the whole match was. It, it was. I was a little underwhelmed. With I it. agree. I totally agree. I was a little, and and I'm gonna tell you why. And I hate that I'm gonna say this. That Kota Bushi was a little underwhelming. Um, he looks. I'm not gonna body shame anybody, but he does not look like the Kota Bushi I remember. I think it's tough for that to be your first match back, man. I know, but he. Part of his allure was like when he comes out, you're like, holy, this guy is just an athletic. There's a prowess and like he's ripped and jacked and this. Right, he looked like the Miz. He looked a little pudgy. He looked like Uh, the Miz. His face looked a little bloated. He he looked like he was moving a little slow. Um, so if that's going to be your introduction to the American audience, yeah, yeah, I I feel you. Not that I was a little underwhelmed by that. Um, but that's also AEW. I mean, AEW has a problem presenting big stars. They always have. Um, like I say, if you would have had that same match in New Japan and Kota Bushi came out, you'd feel differently because they have there's something about the way they present their big stars. It's just different. Um, and maybe they just shouldn't have blown the surprise. Even though everyone knew it was coming, maybe they should have just left it to like 
the final person. Who's the final person going to be? Who's the final person going to be? I mean, do you, think, do you think they we got extra viewers because it's Kota Bushi? Not a ton. I don't think so. I think you have to be pretty a pretty hardcore wrestling fan to know who Kota Bushi is. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so I think the the surprise element probably would have been nice, but overall, it was a fine match. But I, it was a little underwhelming. I was pretty excited for Blood and Guts, and I I left it. I felt like it I felt underwhelmed. I totally agree with you, and I hated the ending. Now I didn't hate the ending as in the way that you know choke it choking out Wheeler Yuta, almost murdering him. And, and Moxley surrendering. That's not the part I'm talking about. I'm talking about the way the feud ends between the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club is because Blackpool Combat Club had two guys quit and leave the ring. I hated that. I hated it. And especially because Pac, the way Pac left too, was like, okay, with Callus, I understand. Hey, uh, Takesha, get out of here. This is not going in the right direction for us. We're out of here. Like, okay, I didn't love it, but okay, fine. Pac leaving? He got accidentally hit in the face one time. He quits. Uh, I I hated it. Hated it. And I know he fought last night. He fought for the title, right? Ring of Honor. He fought Claudio. And, you know, so that set that up. Uh, whatever, man. I, I don't want you to use blood and guts to set up Ring of Honor, which no one's watching. Like, I, I don't, I'm not for that. Uh, I hated Pac leaving the way he left. I thought it was super lame for the for Blackpool Combat Club to lose because it ended up being five on three. Hated it. Yeah. And I guess after they went off the air, they all shook hands. Right. Like, right. Which should have been on air. Yep. yep. Like if you're going to, if that's how you're ending the feud, have that on TV. Yeah. I like guess. let's get like mutual respect. We killed each other. We've been killing each other for months. We shake hands. Yeah. And we put each other over and now Blackpool Combat Club moves on to pack. But think about whatever. that. The feud ended and I'm good with the feud ending, but the feud ended because there was a numbers disadvantage. That sucks. Yeah. That's the only reason it yeah. ended. Yeah. That sucks. I wonder, yeah, it, it's, it felt like, it, I mean, it feels like maybe, I don't know what happens here. Because like Brian Danielson still has to come back um, and maybe he runs them down and then they turn on him. I don't know. It, it was a weird way to end it. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't like it. But I, I just don't, even, now I don't know what's next for any of them. I mean, I used to stuff to do stuff with Kenny and, and Don Callis, but everybody else, yeah. it's like, are we really, are we, are we really going to do like a, like a longer story of, you know, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus uh Dark Order now? Like, is that what we're doing? I mean, Adam Page and the Young Bucks. Yeah. Or is that what I say? Cole? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hangman and, and the Bucks versus. Dark and speaking Order, of Hangman I mean, real quick, I, was Hangman even in Blood and Guts? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, was he in the match? It very little, yeah. I mean, very he did. Little. I think there was a buckshot lariat that I saw. Very little. Uh, I, I think match. I saw him do a dead eye, but yeah, it wasn't a ton. Yeah. It wasn't a ton. Didn't love the match. Yeah, I mean, the match was meant, I think, a to end this feud and b to introduce us to Kota Ibushi, and both parts were pretty underwhelming. And he's going to be full time, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. But it, it's hard to come back if you have an underwhelming debut, and I, I hope I'm wrong about that. But mm-hmm. The, you know, when you come in, you, you only have one chance to make a first impression. And I thought his first impression, if you don't know who he is, if you know who he is, you're still excited. Kota Bushi, great legend at New Japan, whatever. If you don't know who he is and that was your first impression, I got to be honest, you're probably like, I don't care. I'm good. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just another Japanese wrestler that I, they didn't explain. They keep, by the way, they called him the golden elite for the whole match. Do you know why they're called the golden elite? He's the golden something. But exactly. That's my whole point. Yeah. You don't really know. Yeah. Because they didn't explain it. Yeah. They just assume that everybody knows he's the golden star. Hmm. Like, and that he had a golden lovers tag team and they were the golden elite. Is everyone just supposed to know that? I know that. Right. I love this story. I love this story. But does everybody know why they're all of a sudden the golden elite? I mean, because if it was me, I'd be like, oh, what does this have to do with Bullet Club Gold? Because that's a thing. And like, you know, it's just like it was very it would be confusing to somebody who just watches AEW. Joey, let's uh, let's do some Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, man, to close up this week's show. Go ahead. What do we got? All right. Um, So apparently it's been confirmed that Undertaker will be in Detroit for SummerSlam. But as of this moment, does not have his one dead man show scheduled in Detroit. So there, there's a confirmation that he'll be there, but they don't know why. And it's not for his one dead man show, at least for now. I'm going not Big Dirt because I think The Undertaker is so protective of the character that the fact that now he's totally let everyone behind the curtain, I don't think he's ever going to... I, I think he's done making appearances as Undertaker. I think it's over. I think yeah. he's too protective of the character. And once he let us behind the curtain, it's like, yeah, because it's over. So I think he's there to be there and to see everyone. So I'm going not Big Dirt. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. There... Sorry, let me pull this. It went away. Pull it back up. Okay. So we're talking about Judgment Day, and we're talking about how great they've been and all that. I guess the what they're saying, what the dirt sheets are saying, is that as Bloodline sort of is not on TV as much as the storyline, you know, sort of slows down a little bit, yeah. that Judgment Day will now be the long-term storytelling focus of WWE to sort of replace Bloodline as that long-term weekly, like what, what's happening there. You must watch television uh, portion of WWE. Yeah. I'm going big dirt. I like it. I also like that. It's, it's a clear difference in the way that they're telling stories from past years, where once we started seeing dissension between Finn and Damian priest in the past judgment day would have broken up by now. But instead, it's like, all right, they've gotten past it. Maybe they'll revisit it in six months from now. But for now, they've gotten past it, and they're still keeping the group very strong. So it's big dirt to me because I feel like it's it's a clear, different creative direction than the company has been going in for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And on that topic, apparently the J.D. McDonough part of that storyline has been put on hold for the time being. Okay. All right. That's that's the next topic for Big Dirt. JD okay. McDonough being uh, put on. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll go Big Dirt because I was looking forward to whatever he was going to do. But I'm okay with them putting it on hold. That means they got other shit, you know, in 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 the in the bag right now for us yeah. to do. I hope they get back to it because I am interested in what his potential involvement can be. So I'll go Big Dirt. All right, last one. I'm going to combine these two because they're both free agent stories. A uh, couple free agents that are out there. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. recently at left AEW and supposedly WWE has interest. And Nick Aldis is a free agent and apparently AEW and WWE both have interest. Yeah, I'll go Big Dirt. I could see Nick Aldis and WWE being a thing because isn't he married to Mickie James? Yeah. So I, I could see that he being a, a cool thing. cool presence. He wears the suits. Yeah, know. yeah. So, I'll, yeah, he seems like he could be a WWE guy. 
So I'll, I'll go Big Dirt, and he's a name. So I I, I could see that happening. I'll, I'll Coleman go Junior, any interest? He doesn't do much for me. No, yeah. doesn't do much for me. But he I'll looks go... like yeah. Hey, he looks like his dad. Yeah, I'll, tell, I'll yeah. give him that. Yeah, but uh, I'll go Big Dirt as far as Nick Aldis goes for sure. All right, good job, man. Another edition of Big Dirt or not Big Dirt. So I'm going to Raw on Monday night. I'm looking forward to that, man. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll be able to give a little bit of review for that when we do the show next week. And uh, and then we'll be just one week away from SummerSlam next week. Yes, sir. Joey, yep. why don't you tell all your fans that you'll talk to them next week, man. See you guys next week. Uh, I'm going to go enjoy some UFC London now. Thanks, everybody, for listening or watching. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we love wrestling, man. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.